grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. We cordially welcome you to the official LifeEternal.info podcast all the way from the crossroads of America, the Hoosier State of Indiana, where we aim to bring you the latest prophetic news and health research with our overall mission is to connect you closer to God and His beloved Son. This is Mike the Bible Worker, and I have the honor and privilege to be with you for today's broadcast. Like always, you can reach us via our website at lifeeternal.info, or you can email us at contact at lifeeternal.info. We welcome you back, friends, to the official lifeeternal.info podcast, episode 26, January 2023. Friends, yes, it is a new year, new opportunity to... I guess, start a new routine, maybe get on a new lifestyle change. I don't want to say diet, more of a lifestyle change. That's more important than a diet. And we are going to help you with that. We're going to talk to you about growing your own food here in 2023. We got my one and only wife with us. She's going to help us out to dissect this subject in a sense. She's been doing gardening for a well i can't say for a while for a few years since we moved out here to the country but we thank her for enthusiasm to join us so sweetheart say hello hello everyone welcome my love once more it's been a while a little over a year since you've been with us but we thank you for your time and yes we are going to talk about food but before we start with our conversation let us start with our verse of the day Our verse of the day is found in the book of Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5, Proverbs 3 verse 5. It reads, trust in Jehovah with all of thy heart and lean not upon thy own understanding. And friends, we need to always trust our God and the great God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Jehovah our Father. Trust him in everything. And yes, especially when it comes to food, because he is the master gardener. So, sweetheart, let's start with our conversation on growing food in 2023. Let's start off with talking to the audience about your experience in growing food or your experience in gardening. Well, right off the get-go, I am in no way an expert. This is only going to be my third year gardening, so I have so much more to learn. However, I feel like I've made enough gardening mistakes to justify me being here, giving advice as well as sharing my experiences. And so with all of that said, I have tried my hand on different types of gardening. We currently have a couple of outdoor raised beds where we grow a different varieties of tomatoes, peppers, sweet and spicy peppers, yep. zucchini, cucumbers, herbs. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried strawberries, but didn't have much luck keeping the critters away. So nope. they enjoyed it before we could, um, which is okay, I guess. However, we do have wild berries growing all over our property. In fact, we have medicinal herbs as well growing Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. lemon balm, mint, nettle, comfrey, um, which is a blessing because it's technically free food because we didn't plant it, but we're able to enjoy it. Amen. I also have a a small indoor countertop garden um, that I'm very proud of where I grow different varieties of sprouts, which I really enjoy because it's the simplest form of growing your own food. You literally just need seeds and a jar. 
Um, however, I am blessed to volunteer at a wellness center in Illinois called Lifeline Wellness Institute. Mm -hmm. And you interviewed the director about two months yep, ago. Two months ago. Yeah. And so if any of you hadn't listened to the podcast yet, I strongly recommend you do since there are many health gems shared on that episode. Well, at Lifeline, I'm responsible for all the sprouts and the microgreens, which we call live foods. Um, so I've been blessed to try my hand at cultivating microgreens such as wheatgrass and sunflower greens, as well as sprouting seeds such as lentils, red clover, fenugreek, radish, and mung bean. This year, however, I do plan to add um, some containers on my deck to try um, growing potatoes, lettuce, and maybe some broccoli. No, oh, that's really good. Yeah, that's really good. And actually, guys, I've tried my best to visit the family on weekends when she's out at Lifeline. And I have tried her sprouts. They're really good. She makes them here at home, too. And her wheatgrass shots are really, really, they're really good, too. And again, when you go to like a health food store and you want to buy sprouts and all these special live foods and healthy foods like wheatgrass, you know, that could be a little expensive. But if you're growing them at home, you could save a good chunk of money. So that's that's really good there, sweetheart. Well, now, how about in your opinion, why is this topic important? Why is it important for us to discuss growing our own food here in 2023? Well, I'm sure we've all noticed by now that food prices have been rocketing and the integrity of mass agricultural practices have been tanking. And you speak a lot about that on your channel. So we're yep, not gonna yep. get we're not gonna get into any of that today. However, I did wanna add that we have some farmer friends, and the biggest gripe that they have with the agribusiness is the fact that farmers are able to use glyphosate on their crops and still consider them organic. And one way they do this is by applying the herbicide in between um, or between the crops. Um, so before the seeds are planted, they would make sure to spray the chemical over the land to prevent the weeds from sprouting. And using this technique, it allows the glyphosate to break down before the crops are ready to be sowed. However, it doesn't mean that it has dissipated and the plants have not absorbed it. And this is why many organic crops have traces of glyphosate on them mm. when, when tested. So they're kind of sneaky, you know. Mm -hmm. These farmers are kind of sneaky. They still know how to use, you know, glyphosate. And they still do. Many of them still do use glyphosate. And so apart from, you know, agribusiness and their the way they produce, I'd say the sneaky way they produce food, when you grow your own food, you are blessed to consume it or consume your produce at its peak nutrient value. Yep. So usually when we buy produce from the store, it's at least six weeks old before it gets to your table or before you consume it uh -huh. because it's been on a truck or on the tracks. And by then, by then, well, by the time you eat it, it has lost many of its nutrients and enzymes. So the produce purchased at a store is not as nutritious as it's designed to be and that is even apart from the additional or the addition of harmful chemicals if you're not buying organic. And therefore, you know, it makes uh, the produce or the store-bought produce more deficient. Okay. And, and then one thing that I also like to mention, since I mentioned buying organic um, uh -huh. previously, one thing I'd like to mention about buying organic, in my opinion, I don't think that it's necessary to buy everything organic. And this is only regards to fresh produce. Okay. I would focus on the Dirty Dozen, which is um, strawberries, spinach, 
greens, any type of greens, nectarines, apples, grapes, peppers, cherries, peaches, pears, celery, and tomatoes. I know that not everybody have the resources to buy everything organic. And if you don't, then I would focus on just buying these 12 or the dirty dozen. At least try to, to buy these organic. Okay. And they will have some benefits on buying those 12, yeah. right? Right. The dirty um, yep. dozen. Yep. The yep. dirty dozen. Okay. There's a lot of benefits as to why to buy them. Okay. Organic. And also, you know, the, the benefit is... When you consume your own foods, you have more respect for the food that you eat. Especially the kids, they will, if you have picky eaters, they will at least try the food that they have grown. That makes um, sense. Yeah, I mean, we, we grew some zucchini and I would probably say, you know, our children were really, really motivated to try the zucchini, you know, because it came from our garden and you and you threw it in some some soup and it really it was really good. It was actually the best zucchini I've had. And I'm not just saying that because... You grew it, but I'm being really honest. It was really that that good. So let's talk now about health benefits of gardening. What are some good health benefits, would you say? Mm, okay, so like I mentioned earlier, the studies have shown that people who garden, they do make better health choices. Okay. And obviously, because of this, they tend to be more physically healthy or physically healthy year. It's also a, a great form of exercise because the activities like the raking, the pulling weeds and the digging, you know, it's considered moderate exercise. Okay. And so it doesn't surprise me when I wake up sore, like my muscles mm. will be sore the day after gardening. But isn't it true that when you garden, doesn't it activate some sort of nitric oxide yeah, type of does. exercise, right? It does. Yep, it does. And because of that, because of the nitric oxide movements, it has proven to improve our cardiac function. And it plays a huge part in strengthening and also the flexibility of our muscles because it um, utilizes every major mm. muscle group in the body. How old is the gardener at Lifeline? How old is Mr. Danielle? Danielle? Yeah. He's I in don't his know. Maybe 60s or early 70s. 60s or 70s, but yeah, he's but in he really good really, shape. He looks yeah. really good, yeah. He's in good shape. What else you would want to throw in? Well, yeah. Also, when you're in the garden or a day in the garden, it allows you to get fresh air and vitamin D, which is essential in reducing stress and anxiety because it reduces your cortisol levels. Okay. And then studies have also shown that the microbiome in the soil, it stimulates the serotonin production, which also makes you more relaxed as well as healthier. And we know that the lack of serotonin has been linked to depression, anxiety, Obsessive compulsive disorders and bipolar disorders. Really? Yep. Wow. And so therefore the bacteria in the soil, it acts as a natural antidepressant and it has no adverb side effects. Hmm. When we all really think about what we're speaking about here with you on growing food and gardening, you know, for 6,000 years, we were growing our own food with Adam and Eve all the way down to like 200 years ago, even 100 years ago. But because of the Industrial Revolution and people moving to the cities, wanting better jobs, we're not growing our own food. And we're seeing now the side effects of living in the city, not only with pollution, but like you mentioned, we're not getting these benefits from the soil, from exercising like that. Yeah, you know, we're missing out, sweetheart. And so, that, and so that's why we see that there's a significant rise in mental disorders yep. like anxiety and depression. And so I think of the story, I think back of when, you know, um, Adam and Eve sinned and they had to leave the garden and they were responsible to grow their own food. They had to toll the soil. But the blessing in it is that the bacteria 
in the soil act as a natural antidepressant. So even though they might have been sad or upset of the fact that they sin, you know, every time they work the soil, they would get these the nutrients from these bacteria will stimulate them, maybe give them hope. I don't know. But to me, I feel like the bacteria is a blessing. We've gone a long way from what God gave us as work, which was, you know, live out in the country, grow your own food. And, you know, if you want to raise animals, raise animals, mostly with sheep and some sort of cattle. That's more for sacrificial animals. What do you ask? Any other benefits you yeah. want to throw in? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, the most important benefit that I received from gardening were the spiritual benefits. Wow. Um, it has really taught me a lot of patience and trusting God through the process, especially during that first year of gardening mm. when I had really no idea, you know, what I was doing. I really just had to really trust Him and trust the process. But also while working in the garden, God has lovingly encouraged me, but He also rebuked me. For example, That's when I interesting. yeah, when I complained about the weeds in my garden and how you know it just took so much time, it was just so annoying. He reminded me of the weeds in my heart, you know, the little things that I would, um, you know, just hold on to mm. in my heart. And when I was obsessed, you know, in the beginning I was really obsessed about the quality of my soil, and then through that process, he reminded me of the seeds he wanted to plant in the soil of my heart, but. You know, these seeds lay dormant because my heart wasn't ready. I remember it because you were trying to look for like, what was it, mulch or something for the soil? It yeah, was something. I had, were... and, and I had some, you know, some device that I'd put in the soil to measure, you know, the hydration. And yep. it was kind of, it was a whole obsessive process that I had, you know, my first year. But because of that or through that, God, he, he taught me a lot of spiritual benefits Amen. of how my, the soil of my heart needs to be ready for any seed that he wants to, you know, plant. For anything that needs to grow within me, it needs to be ready. Um, but most importantly, um, the process has taught me to be in harmony with my creator in the same way that a plant is in harmony with the elements around it to encourage it to grow. So because I'm in harmony or if I am in harmony with him, there's no doubt that I will grow into my full potential and bear the fruit that he wants me to bear. That's really deep there, sweetheart. And again, these benefits that you just mentioned these are the benefits that God gave to our first parents, Adam and Eve. This is what we had to have. This is what we all as humans really had to experience. But again, because of what um, society has dictated and how we should live and we should live out in urban areas or suburban areas instead of country and growing food, it's really changed our our whole lifestyle. No, that's really good, babe. Yeah, I just wanted to add that the few things that I mentioned is literally just uh, like a drop in the ocean. There are so many other health benefits, like it improves memory, it could prevent dementia and Alzheimer's. There's a whole bunch. But the few that I listed are the few that were specific to me and mm. my experience. No, that's really good, sweetheart. Yeah, I mean, it's, I hope what we're discussing here with, with our audience today could really inspire men, women, children to grow their own food, even if it's just only zucchinis or if it's just tomatoes or whatever it is, you know, as long as they dig deep or dig into the soil and, you know, enjoy the sunshine, you know, maybe get a little wet with, you know, your garden hose, play a little water fight or something. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's a really good way for families to reconnect. And I think I've read previously about a family that was really struggling and how having a garden drew them closer together. 
Um, so it's a really good way to connect with your spouse and your children. It's no. a really good activity. That makes sense, sweetheart. That's really good. Well, is there any gardening advice you could give to our listeners here today? Well, yes, of course. I have um, some advice that I could share. The first one would be not to be intimidated. Don't ever be intimidated. Don't be afraid, No, basically. don't be afraid. I think that that's the biggest that's the biggest myth that gardening is hard. Um, it's just, don't be afraid. I believe that you could do it. I believe that God put it in each of us to grow something. You know what, my love? If people have questions like our verse of the day is, trust in Jehovah will follow their heart. They yeah. should just trust in God, the master gardener. Amen. Right. Um, so I believe that they, to me, there are two types of gardeners. One really? who naturally have like a green thumb. Like a talent. Yeah, they have like a nurturing ability to grow plants. So just like it just comes naturally to them. And the other type just relies on prayer. <laughs> you know, that they don't kill or harm plants. Mm, that's <laughs> so, me. Right. So, But either way, either way, whether it's a natural talent or you're relying on God through this process, you're going to grow something. So it's a win. Either way, it's a win. But to be fair, half of gardening depends on the quality of your soil and obviously seeds. Mm -hmm. And if you have those to cover, then the rest is just dependent on sunlight and water. That makes it's, sense. It's really not. And if you're doing an indoor garden like I am with um, sprouts, my sprouts is just the seeds. Again, the quality of the seeds and then the quality of your water because you don't want to be rinsing your sprouting chlorinated water. You want to use distilled water or something that's filtered, you know, something cleaner. Yeah, and, yeah. That, and that, want, that's about it. No, that makes sense. And again, guys, the sprouts are really good. They're really beneficial. They're really healthy. And actually, I love sprouts. Just put them on, you know, some bread and throw on some avocado on there. What else can you throw in? Also with the sprouts, if you're looking for good seeds, I could... Um you could go on the Lifeline website and they have some good seeds. So Yeah, Lifeline. Lifeline where? Wellness Institute. And you could get some good seeds from them. Some good red clover seeds. Yep. No, that's okay. true. Good and point. so don't be intimidated. The second one is start small, but start soon. Because you have to have a plan. You really have to have a plan because God That's important, sweetheart. It is January. So it, we're in January 2023. <laughs> yeah, People have plan to it like, out. plan now. Plan it out. Okay. Plan, plan guys. Out. Plan. I remember for my first year of gardening, I started planning in January. I started ordering all my seeds online. I started ordering my compost because it had to be delivered. Start soon. And, and I'm in the Midwest. My gardening season only begins after Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Yep. So if you're somewhere in the West or in the East, you could start sooner. Southeast, you mean? Yeah, Southeast. Like Florida, like, or, yeah. Or, or even like in North Carolina or... Georgia. Yeah, Georgia or... You know, down Virginia. south. Virginia. Yeah. yeah, you could start sooner. You could start... My okay. gardening zone... And well, we'll speak about gardening zone later, but my gardening zone is 6A. So we start way later than everybody else. Okay, so start small, but start soon. Okay. Gardening, it takes up a lot of time and also resources. I'm not going to lie. It can become expensive if you allow it to become expensive. So if you don't think that you have the time or the resources to invest, you know, in a big garden, then start small, you know, maybe a small... Sprouts, at least, right, at a least small, sprouts. Well, a small raised garden bed or even a container garden. Um, however, like you said, I would encourage you to start sprouting immediately or as soon as you can, because this, you, you just need your countertop, a small area to start your little indoor sprouting garden. And like I said, all you need for the sprouting garden is seeds, uh, good seeds, a glass jar and water. 
And then in about five to seven days, you will get to enjoy fresh and enzyme-rich sprouts that you could add, you know, to your daily meals. Mm. And it will really increase the nutritional value of any meal because, like I said, if you sprout the seeds, vitamin A and vitamin B, it increases by over 200%. Protein increases by 11%. And then vitamin C, I think it increases by over 300%. So it will, if you add a handful of sprouts to any meal, the nutritional value is going to increase significantly. Now, how often should people sprout? Like, let's say you, you start tonight sprouting. People start tonight sprouting. They'll be ready in five to seven yeah. days. When do they re-germinate these seeds, would you say? I mean, you can't re-germinate the seeds. You okay. have to use fresh okay. seeds so it has to be fresh every seeds. time. Okay. Every time you start a sprout. And it just depends on your family and your lifestyle. If you think you consume more sprouts, then sprout in a bigger jar, a bigger container. Use a bigger container with more seeds. Would it be every week, once a week? I they would, would say have- if you consume a lot, like our family, a family of four, but our kids, everybody in this household loves sprout. I would say start one gallon, use a gallon jar. Okay. And the ratio was for one gallon jar, you're going to use one third cup of red clover seeds. I mean, it also depends on the seeds. And that would be enough for a week. That will sustain you for a week if you have it twice a day. Okay. Add it to your breakfast and add it to your second meal. So basically, once a week, you could start on growing some some. But then again, it also depends on your lifestyle. It depends on how many sprouts you're going to consume. Basically, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's really good advice. And and I hope everyone, you know, guys, if you guys have questions and if you guys have any comments, again, feel free to contact us at lifeeternal.info. Any final words you want to add? Yeah, I just wanted to say that another piece of advice that I'd like to share is to educate yourself. You know, research the hardness zone you are in to determine which plants would thrive in your area. And also when you purchase seeds, um, I know it's very big these days to purchase seeds online. Be sure that the seeds that you purchase have been harvested within your zone. And this is a huge factor relevant to the survival of, you know, many plants. If you're able and if you have access to a library, you know, check out some library books on gardening just to expand your knowledge. However, again, I believe that the five main things that you should focus on, the five main things um, in relation to gardening that should be your focus is sun, soil, the spacing of plants, water, and nutrients. This pertains to your outdoor garden. That makes sense. That's really good, babe. Well, you know what? Some really good advice. Some This is, was a really informative conversation we had, sweetheart. And we thank you so much for your time. And again, friends, if you have questions or comments, feel free to send us an email, contact at lifeeternal.info. Go on our website. You could get our contact information online. And sweetheart, thank you again so much for your time. Mm-hmm. And actually, we'll, we hope to have you on again soon. I know you've been learning so much while at Lifeline. Mm-hmm. And I would love for you to share some of this knowledge here with our listeners. So friends, again, we thank you. God bless. Have a, a really good January. And I look forward in speaking to you again soon. God bless and Maranatha. Brothers and sisters. As we go our separate ways, we at LifeEternal.info would like to thank you for your time and support. We pray that the grace of God, our Father, and His Son, Jesus Christ, fill your hearts and minds with all love, truth, and joy. May Christ, our Lord, richly bless you mightily, and may He use you in His Father's vineyard. Stand strong, stay faithful, 
and may the love of freedom continually dwell in your heart. Amen and Maranatha. Amen.